episode 38 of the IntelliCast podcast. My name is Adam Jolly, and joining me, as always, is Brian Lamar. Hello, Adam. How are you doing, man? Oh, I'm good. It's a little bit sad that this is, I guess, one of our last ones. It's the last, the last one yeah, of the year. It's the last one. Yeah, we got some extra. We got some best ofs coming up, um, but we're it's not like new content. That's just same old, same old. Listen to <laughs> listen to the hits, you know. Um, maybe we should put in like like 20 minutes. Like you know, like you get a greatest hits album, and then they might put like two new songs on it. Yeah, maybe we should do that. Yeah, just Let's- throw in like a rant at the end of the Kristen Luck interview? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. That'd be bad. There'll be some hidden gems. Whoa, what if we did a podcast of just all the rants or a podcast of all the Mount Rushmores? Yeah. People care more about that than our conversation with Katie Gross. Yes, we have we have an intern. Maybe she can do that over the next two weeks. Let's do it. Put it down. Uh, as always, the Intellicast is brought to you by EMI Research Solutions. You can reach EMI on Twitter, EMI underscore research. You can reach us via email if you have any ideas. Just like that idea. I'm just giving out ideas now. Why, where are you guys, audience? You can reach us at Intellicast at EMI-RS.com. Intellicast1 on Twitter. My own personal Twitter is Adam Jolly, all one word. Brian, what's your Twitter? No Twitter. Maybe no. next year. Uh, yeah, don't do it. I mean, I feel like this Twitter thing is going to happen for a while. I don't know how to stop it. <laughs> if Trump can't stop Twitter, no one can. That's right. Uh, so today is going to be kind of our year review, year in review. We're going to talk about some trends, some of the big stories that happened this year. Um, uh, we'll look back on the podcast and talk about what was our favorite guest, favorite things that we did. Um, sound fun? This is, this should be fun. You want to start off with a Mount Rushmore? Oh my God! Yes, it's December something. Just know yeah. that it's December something. Mid to, mid to late December. Mid to late December. <laughs> Closer to the end of the year than the beginning, and so uh, typically that means Christmas movies. Oh yeah, a lot of twenty five days of Christmas or all, something like that. Yeah. Uh, so let's do Mount Rushmore Christmas movies. We'll go Snake. So you go one. I'll go two, three. Okay. 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 We go first. You go first. I'm gonna start off with. I'm going to start off with Christmas Story. It's an amazing movie. Even though it's on a loop for like weeks yeah. on end, I still get something else out of it. It's just a beautiful story. I can relate to it. When I was little, I related to it with the children. Now that I'm older, I relate to the dad. I love the story. Number one. Uh, I think that movie's trash. Yeah. I hate it. I don't like the main character. Yeah? Yeah. I'm out on him with his glasses and his guns. And when he fights the dude and beats him up, I didn't like that. I hate the tongue on the pole. Oh, my God. Scene. Um, I didn't like the, ero- the erotica of the lamp really was weird for me as a it's child. Italian. <laughs> Frigidly. It Italian. Uh, <laughs> I do know every line of the movie still, but... Uh, okay, I'll go. My number one... Well, not a number one, but um, Christmas Vacation. Oh, yeah. Ah, oh, love that movie. Obvious. It has perhaps the greatest Christmas song ever in it. That is impossible to find. Hey, if you're out there listening, Christmas Vacation, not that one. Oh, that Spirit of Christmas by Ray Charles. It took us. It literally took us over a year to get it. Really? Where's it, it at? You can't find it. What service is it on? We had to boot. We had to get a bootleg. It's not anywhere. No, it's not anywhere. We checked title. We checked really everywhere. Spotify can't find you cannot find it. I, Spirit of Christmas by Ray Charles. Yeah, that Spirit of Christmas challenge so, accepted. So finally, um, Doctor Levin's wife Margie, yeah, found a bootleg version online, found it, and we converted it, and eventually we got it into our Sonar really? system. Yeah, man, the things that happen here at work. So much production. <laughs> my uh, number two, I'll go is uh, Home Alone. Love that movie. Oh, that's, that's my awesome Christmas. Movie. 
let it, I watch it every Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm really excited. I love it. Home Alone and Home Alone 2, great movies. No, you go to. Okay. I only have two left because you took Christmas Vacation. Ah, sorry. I only have two left. Elf. Okay. I watched Elf last night. Every year, I laugh so hard in that yeah, movie. it's a great movie. The first half of it, before he um, meets the angry elf, up until that point, is perhaps the one of the greatest hours of comedy. And what were you saying earlier about Elf? It's transcendent on Christmas. Yeah, it goes beyond Christmas. You can watch you can watch Elf in July. That's how I feel about Hard Candy Christmas by Dolly Parton. Yes, absolutely. And that's what we talk about hurting that it just so happens to be during Christmas. Yeah. So Elf, and then I'm going to get controversial. I'm going to go with Die Hard. Okay. Because I think it's a fantastic movie. You can debate whether it's a Christmas movie or not. It takes place during Christmas. It just has Christmas elements. I'm going to put it on my list. Okay. One of the movies that I have on my list also has Christmas elements. It is not about Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trading Places, Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> uh, it's in my top four favorite movies of all time. I can – every line. I mean, for me, you want some beef jerky? <laughs> all the time. Like, I love that movie. That's a movie that um, surprisingly is not very dated. No. It's pretty still pretty well done, even though yeah. it's really old. It's not that dated. You can watch it. Uh, pork belly, which is bacon, which you might find at a bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich. I don't know. I, all day long. Yep. Um, then I went with uh, eh, Four Christmases. Yeah. Vince Vaughn That's good. and Reese Witherspoon. I like I like Vince Vaughn a lot. Love Vince Vaughn. And Reese Witherspoon's America's Sweetheart. So what do you want with that? Yep. All right. Let's no. talk about... Some trends of this year. We have yeah. a big list of things that happened this year. Yeah. You want to just pick one? Pick one. Want me to pick one? Yeah. You drive. I kind of want to go right down the list. I kind of like this blockchain topic for number one. Okay. Blockchain was probably the biggest buzzword of the year starting in June. Yeah, June, it really yeah. took off. It really started to take <laughs> off. Um, so I think it's interesting that as much as we talked about, we, we talked about blockchain for six months this year, ain't nothing happened. <laughs> Right? Right. Like right now, like you could, if you belonged to the 2020 research panel beforehand, yeah. you could be on blockchain right now. You may not know it. You you probably you don't maybe. know it. Maybe. But you can't buy blockchain right. outside of that, right? Right. Like there's a lot of talk, a lot of people like building stuff, about yeah. money being raised, things like that. Everyone's talking about how great it is, how bad it is, whatever. Yes. But um, pretty exciting to have one of the top trends of the year. Not exist. It's really the um, scramble to learn about blockchain was the trend this year, I think. Yeah, it's the disappearing, reappearing ink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Type thing. I mean, I didn't really know anything. I thought blockchain was about cryptocurrency till about May. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I, like a lot of people, were like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever, and scrambled and spoke to everybody in the industry that had an opinion on it. Yeah. And I talked – I met 30 people I never knew before – I learned a lot of terms I never knew before. Um, I think 2019 is the year of blockchain. <laughs> I love it. 2019 is the year of blockchain. Then 2020 yeah. is going to be the year of blockchain. Yes. Then 2021, mobile. <laughs> That's what's happening. Uh, GDPR. Yeah. Back in May, GDPR takes into effect. Um, and it's all about data. It's a European initiative. It was, you had to opt in all these new mailing lists and opt out. You had everyone have to go through their panel, move some servers, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. How has GDPR affected you as, as we're sitting here now versus like thinking about May? Um, well, I am EMI's data protection officer, so it is a big deal to me. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> that well, was great. That was great. It was a scramble earlier in the year just to learn about it and to make sure that we're compliant. Um, 
the big deal now is it's pretty easy to, be, to remain compliant at this point with a lot of systems in place. Now it's what's going to happen in North America, what's going to happen in the U.S. I think based upon what we've heard with like Congress, I think something's going to happen sooner rather than later. Right. I think 2019 maybe uh, the Democratic Congress will take this on. It's possible sometimes 2019 we have some U.S. GDPR light version because right. we're such an open society. It's going to take – I mean, I think that the GDPR was actually passed a couple of years ago, I think 2017, 16 maybe, and you had about two years to comply. Yeah. There was a law. They just weren't finding anybody. Right. I think the same thing will happen in the U.S., about two years to comply, um, but it's, it's, it's still privacy, obviously, it's such a big deal. I'm with you on that. Um, can we skip over some and go to the Rise of Market Research podcast? <laughs> it's a little close to home. Well, this is where we can do a rant. You want to do one real quick? Do you have one? I can rant, I guess. I, I could do a, a market research rant on podcast, or I could do a non-market research rant. I'll tell you this. To me, there are three podcasts. Yeah. And that is the Happy MR podcast. And I'm talking about, like, you can get the, the interview version and, like, the news little bullet, yeah. bulletin things like that. Yeah, like the little that, one minute. Those are awesome. Yeah. Like, that's great. Automated. He's doing some sort of trickery with those things. Yeah, it's it's wizardry. <laughs> uh, the Data Gurus podcast with Seema. Yeah, she steals our guests. <laughs> okay. Well, she's, um, she's really good at booking guests. She's very good. Um, and then ours. Yeah, that's it. that's it. That's true. There's three. There's three. And I saw this list that's going around, like, two top market research podcasts, and it's it's bogus. It's people that record maybe once a month, and they have some kind of industry back. You know, yeah. or so, oh, we're the official podcast of the AMA, the official podcast. Yeah. You know what? I'm the official podcast of The Working Man. <laughs> Say that right now. <laughs> I'm the official podcast of the Sky Squared Lovin' What's the Significance Test. Yeah. Margin of Error. Yeah. Polling is Trash. Yeah. Quantitative, qualitative, primary, secondary. The guy that's working at an analyst in a basement of a Nielsen in yeah. Covington, Kentucky. That's me. That's yeah. who I do this podcast for, the little guys. That's right. We just Not, do this for yeah. fun. Yeah, this is just fun. You should. I got a blank sheet of paper written in front of me right now with a bunch of lists of Christmas movies. That's who I'm working for every single day. That's right. And I've got the best list. That's right. Yeah, We're definitely just, top three podcast in market research. And if you don't put us on your list... You've been 2018. You've been bought. Yeah, you've yeah. been bought. You've been paid you've been for. Bought. You're trying to get in with some organization. <laughs> right. You're trying to get a free pass to the Insights Association because you want to go to the Breakers. That's right. We've paved the we've paved the, the runway for podcasts. Have they gone to a conference and done a live podcast at a bar? We yeah. have. It's the worst experience of my life. <laughs> and I did that for you um, again. I did that for you. There's a guy somewhere in one of those weird mail centers in Idaho right now that's just licking stamps, putting them in. Here's a dollar. Please take this customer satisfaction yeah. survey. And I did that podcast for him. There are people that take surveys in China that listen to yeah, our podcast. A, We've seen the numbers. There's a survey farm <laughs> in Beijing. Just yeah. answering surveys, just gaming yeah. the system. Quarter at a time. Uh, a quarter at a time, taking yeah. it, just going and changing yeah. uh, changing the links, this doing some you. kind of math. Yeah, I did this for them. Yeah. I don't care if they're cheaters. Cheaters deserve podcasts, too. <laughs> You're welcome on our podcast. Yeah. Anyway, Woo. if you would like to send us any gifts for all that we've done for the community and all for the podcast region, you can send them to the EMI underscore research on Twitter. 
We'll convert them over to some kind of currency. Uh, but back to the it is great. I get something out of the other two. I get. I mean, I try to listen to like the things that are told to be market research podcasts, and it's just, yeah. Um, we should be giving a lot of thanks to what Jamin and Seymour are doing. They've uh, yeah. they've kind of opened this up and then gave it some legitimacy, and they're definitely driving the industry. Um, and how we communicate, how we talk about things, how we share the news, uh, how you learn. Like the biggest thing that I get with Seema does, like her her format is all these interviews. Yeah. I like to learn how somebody got in the industry and how, what they talk about and like what they how they see things going. That's huge. Yeah. Jamin's a little bit more personal about stuff. Yeah. Uh, I just love them. I think they're great, and uh, I'm happy to kind of share the stage with them, and everyone else can get the hell off the stage. Yeah. It's just us. Yep. Just us three. <laughs> the three best friends that anyone could have. All right. Uh, what was your favorite conference of the year? IEX was my favorite. Why? Um, probably because um, it's so big, and I love the like. All of a sudden, it went from nobody's heard of blockchain to a whole track on blockchain. Yeah, and I think that's the conference where hey, let's embrace some innovation and talk about it, and just get a bunch of people there. Like I love how that happened so quickly. It came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um. So I'm excited for it to grow in Austin. I love SampleCon too, by the way. Sure. Those are my two yeah. favorites. Yeah. Um, what was my favorite conference of last year? A little something about everything I felt like I went to. I really liked. I loved SampleCon. For me, SampleCon is like the 10 o'clock after the scavenger hunt, <laughs> hanging out, wondering, should I go to the buffet again? I'm probably thinking about it. I should get on the bus. And like I talked to somebody I've never talked about to before. Yeah. You know, like I'll run into somebody I haven't talked to in a long time and talk and like talk about the good old days and sampling. So, like, so I like that kind of stuff. Well, SampleCon's amazing in that, like, I mean, Patrick had a lot of guts to kind of create this conference. Yes. And it's a bunch of people that compete against each other. But you, if you went to this conference, let's say you're an outsider, you would think you were the greatest friends in the world. Right. We're, you wouldn't think that we competed against each other. But, I mean, I guess it's because we're all buying from each other. We're all selling sure. from each other. But it really is very friendly, which is awesome for our industry. It's awesome for sampling. I really think that people um, go there to learn and to share and to help each other out. I think we can all grow this industry. Sure. I love SampleCon because of that. That was Yeah, so the, yeah, I think about that conversation was uh, Courtney Williams this year. I'm yeah. standing at by myself. We had just gone through a major shift here at EMI. Yeah. And I was not sure what I was doing. I was checking my email. I was a little bit worried. And she came up and talked to me and introduced herself to me. And yeah, I felt great. There you go. Sample kind of success story. We became friends. Yeah. Uh, do you want to, let's do another Mount Rushmore. Okay. Mount Rushmore. This has been on our list of things to do for a while. Mount Rushmore of pies. Pies. Yeah. Like the, like the dessert. The dessert. Or otherwise. We'll see. Yeah. Number one, I'll go first. Number okay. one, uh, the hostess cherry pie. Like the turnover oh, looks like a calzone. So good. The store. For a dollar and a vending machine. Cents. Oh, man. So stinking good. <laughs> cherry, lemon, chocolate, not apple. Oh, the apple's the best. No way. It's the worst. Oh, my god. Apple cinnamon is a trash combo. It's not apple cinnamon. It's got a bunch of cinnamon in it. <laughs> it is right. a picture of a stick on the cover. It's got cinnamon in it. Oh, apple's up there. Okay. I'm going to go, well, apple, just apple pie. I wasn't getting specific. Just an apple pie. Anytime because apples go in and out of season. And apple pie is amazing. So apple pie is number one on my list just because it's like a MAGA. I got you. You want to go another one? Yeah. I can't believe you said MAGA. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, my second one, I'm going to go chess pie. 
Oh, look at you. you That's good. You probably had chest yeah. pie from Kentucky. Yeah, it's chest sugar. Pie. Yes, it's basically sugar and butter. Yeah. It's vanilla. That's it. It is amazing. It will give you diabetes. I love a chest pie. If made correctly, it's just a beautiful. It's basic and beautiful. I want a derby pie. Derby pie, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a take on a chocolate brownie pecan. Yeah, that's pie, good. Pie, barely a pie. <laughs> yeah. I'll say that. Barely a pie. Nearly a brownie. And then uh, coconut cream. Coconut cream pie. Love it. Uh, Frisius is a chain of like diners here in this tri-state area, maybe Midwest area. Big Boy or somebody you probably have something yeah. somewhere that's like a Frisius Big Boy. And they have a coconut cream pie. Get you a slice of that, and it's about three and a half, four inches tall. Yeah. Probably 75, 25 meringue coconut split. Pretty good. Yeah. Here's the thing about pie that yeah. I want to like address before we go much further. Okay. I hate crust. Really? Yeah. So it really kind of holds me back on pie, but I love pie. Like I would prefer pie over cake a lot of times. I just hate crust. Huh. Kind of weird. That's why I think cheesecake is more pie than it is cake, but whatever. Yeah. Cheesecake is definitely a pie. Yeah, I didn't put it on my list. Me either. Because you can't, you know what? Commit to one way or yeah. the other. Are you going to be a market research podcast? Right. Yeah, I don't know. That's but wrong. like a good graham cracker pie crust. Yeah. Which is what a traditional, I guess, a cheesecake, cheesecake is made in. Basically, yeah. If you put any pie in that, would you like it better? Yes. <laughs> Why don't we do that? I want all graham cracker crust. Yeah. That's all I need. Okay. Next, I'm going to go, you went with uh, coconut cream. I'm going to go chocolate cream. Oh, just like a good. chocolate yeah. with like a big the thick. pudding, the pudding. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Oh, so good, my grandmother. If you want the what recipe, what type of crust are you looking at there, though? Well, I like a little get a little bit of the dark Oreo graham cracker. No, nah, that's too much chocolate. Huh? <laughs> too much chocolate. Okay. Okay. <laughs> just a regular crust. I would. I could be convinced with graham cracker, but a regular crust. Now, I typically make gluten free because my wife has dietary restrictions, but I can't tell the difference. Okay. My that's last one. Are you done? I got one more. I was going to get cute with like, you know, the Archimedes, the 3.14, because I'm an, you know, kind of an insights person. But I'm, I hear you. Yeah. Uh, my last one is cutie pie. <laughs> <laughs> it has been, uh, if I look back, that is kind of like my term of endearment. Yeah. For whoever the, the current Mrs. Jolly is, going back to youth, um, calling women cutie pies. Cutie pie. So it's up there. Hey, cutie pie. Is that what you do? <laughs> I do. I do. What never, up, Pie? It's never not worked. Huh. Eh, or it never has worked. <laughs> or the other. All right. That's, that's our, that's our Mount Rushmore Try pie. it out, everybody. <laughs> tell them, tell them and Telecast sent you. Uh, you want to, you want to talk about the podcast specifically? Sure. So what was your favorite guest that we had this year? Oh my gosh. I don't know. Um... okay. Let's go. If you, who was the worst guest? <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> My favorite guest. Um, I don't know. I wish I had the list in front of me of all our guests. I'm going to go with, I got to say Dietrich, because we had him on 50 times, like talk yeah. about polling, and he, we did the Intellicast special with him. Yeah. Um, he was the easiest to talk to. Oh, I know mine. Damon from Burke. Yeah. Damon Jones. Yeah. Who's a top... I think it's our second most listened to podcast is Damon Jones from Burke. Really? I want to be best friends with him. And I told yeah. him that I was at a wire event not too long ago. <laughs> so, Damon, I want to be best friends with you. How do we make this happen? I'll become a Bengals fan if, that, if that's if what, that's it, what takes. it takes. Yeah, he was probably my favorite. He's just a good guy. What was your favorite conversation we had or favorite like snippet answer, whatever? I like the Prince. Anytime we can talk about Prince, which we haven't done in a while. 
Yeah. We haven't talked about sports in a while. We haven't talked about Prince in a while. We we almost had a segment on Prince. Yeah. Um, but that's probably the topic. What about you? Um, I loved hearing... How about the charity stuff from Bailey? The Bailey stuff was great. I loved hearing about how Quirks got started. Oh, like that, that was great. Story. Like hearing about the family and stuff like that. That, that was, was really good. Um, I loved hearing Katie Gross talk about like her origin story. Yeah. Um, hearing that Andrew McKinney played running back at SMU was kind of wild to me. Andrew McKinney was the most surprisingly interesting guest of all time. Yeah. And I've known him for a while. I think he's a good guy. But then right. you're like, whoa, I, I really want to get to know you because you're, you'd be sure. a good friend. Hearing about like, uh, Kristen Luck's playlist, like music really <laughs> like made me think, like, what am I doing? Yeah. Uh, Dr. Man, Levin's passion. Cool. That was a good little segment. You and Dr. Yeah. Levin interacting. That was good. Me and him. Student becomes a teacher master, whatever. <laughs> that was a nice segment. Uh, who else was good? You know what? Somebody told me like they, uh, when we had Amy Carly. Oh, from EMI. That was like episode two or three. Yeah. They yeah. were like, you know, Amy's been a project manager here. She's been here 12 years. Yeah. Like, you don't have like a ton of interaction, like human, like outside of what's going on. Um, and they were like, man, learn about, like Amy is like a genuinely like sweet, nice person, like a regular person. I don't know. I don't think even know if we would have ever done that without the podcast. Yeah. Huh. I like getting the newer people on the podcast. We got um, Andrew DeSillis. We got Sarah Getz. We got Roy Deneen. Yeah. All new, young, starting off their careers. That was kind of fun for me, like getting to know them. Uh, having Mary come up at our first live oh, podcast, yeah. that was fun. When she stormed the stage and got to talk, kind of opened up personality a little bit. That's cool. Yeah, I think she did a rant, too. Huh. Anyway, we could go on forever. If you weren't mentioned, know that you were the next name I was about to mention. What was the one thing about the podcast you want to you do better next year? You have any podcast, goal, podcast goals? Yeah. People wanna, ask me that. I don't, I don't know. I want to get on some lists next year. That's number one, yeah. because we are being disrespected. Here, let's just start the rant all over again. We're getting disrespected by not being on any lists. Yeah, it is true. Um, because I think we have a unique perspective. It's more fun, a little bit of news, a little bit of hard topics. I don't think some people, there's not a lot of, t- like, a deep discussion about all the topics we discuss. We do it in fun sometimes. Sure. But we talk pretty tough issues in market research. So I want to get us on some lists um, and, you know, Say, hey, this is a really good podcast. I, I want more feedback. Hey, so write us. Write me on Twitter. I like that. Uh, do you have a guess we would have, you wish we would have gotten this year? Who do you want to interview? Like, give me three people that next year are like dream guests for you that actually we can get to. So don't say like Oprah. Um, okay, I've got, I've got two real quick and I'll probably get a third. Number one is Patrick Comer because I've heard him on other podcasts. Yeah. Um, the ones we mentioned. He's just an interesting guy and I think he's an innovator and disruptor in our industry and I like the way his mind thinks and so I'd love to have him on I want Lenny from Green Book on mm-hmm. because he's an interesting guy um, he's seen a lot in this industry I, wanna, I would love to hear how he has kind of built Green Book and then IAX and turned it into like a big I mean it's a kind of a big deal and now with Veriglyph um, even more of a big deal so I'd love him and then maybe somebody from Blockchain um, maybe somebody sure. from Measure Protocol or um, data wallets. Sure. Maybe somebody like that to talk about progress in blockchain. Because we haven't really done a a big blockchain discussion. We'll do that, I'm sure, soon. Oh, for sure. But one of those guys with the three guests. What about you? Um, Annie Pettit. Oh, yeah. 
I wrote her last week, just a little message because like, I'm starting, I, I, we've talked about this with like charity before. We've talked about, there's a lot of different ways you can tell, like my voice is shifting where I get a little bit of serious talk, Yeah. but like, you know how hard it is to take the first step into something. Yeah. Like you're always thinking about the fifth or sixth step. You're always going down the line, but this thing that she's doing now, this like first time speaker thing. Yeah. Like, that's a huge deal to me Yeah. because everyone wants to speak. Everyone wants to do this. Everyone wants to do something, but there's never like, where do you even start? Yeah. Like, like, do, what, do you go to your boss and say, hey, I want to speak? A con- okay, well, now yeah. you've got to write a paper. Now you've got to do this. Is it a pay-to-play type thing? Like, all this. Yeah. And she's giving people opportunities to speak at conferences and kind of unbloom or, you know, bloom yeah. whatever they have. Being their biggest I think fan. That's huge. Yeah. I, I think she could do her podcast. She could be the fourth, maybe, because I think she's a, she has a strong voice. Yeah. She's very opinionated. She could have a unique – we need to get her on there before she realizes this. Yeah, we need to. <laughs> Um, who else? Uh, Ryan Smith from Qualtrics. Oh yeah, that'd be a dream. Um, I would love to talk to him and just figure out, like, man, is this ever where you expected this to go? Yeah. Like, where, where, and what do you do now? Like, where do you go from here? Do you keep on doing all that? Which I guess is kind of the plan. He's keeping his title and everything, even regardless of the sale. But what's next? Like, what's the biggest thing that you see? And then number three for me. Oh boy. Um. It's Comer probably just because I think there's a lot there. And I think that him and Lanny are both kind of similar to me in that they're both disruptors Yeah. that also like as much as they might be a disruption to you, they are also main benefactors in what you're going to be to be successful in the future. Yeah. Isn't that kind of weird? Like their industry could work that way yeah. where like the person that could disrupt how you normally do business and how you make money can also be the person that you're going to benefit the most from whatever success they have. Yeah. Not wild. It is weird. So I'll put those those two together. That's, there's open invitations. If you're listening, let yeah. us know. Yeah. Come on. Um, <laughs> what other thoughts do you have about the podcast? Any other dreams, goals, segments? Well, I can't believe we did it. No, so, neither. I can't believe we've done 38 episodes, and it's we'll be doing this in next year. Um it's fun for me. I, I really enjoy it. It's opened up conversations for me. So sometimes, you know, you're at conferences and you don't really know what to talk about. Yeah. This is an easy icebreaker conversation is to, hey, let's download the podcast or, hey, let's talk about the podcast. I like when you said this or I disagree with when you said this. I like that. It's really helped me with, like, meeting people and talking to people. I like that. Um, do you want to just throw in another Mount Rushmore right now? Oh. I don't even have a topic. Can All right. Going up? You know what we haven't talked about is sports. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, do you want to say what is your Mount Rushmore of college football players? Did we do this one? Did we? Because yeah, I remember we had Tebow on it. Did you? I don't know. Yeah, we did this one. We didn't. We did Mount Rushmore early. One like one, yeah. two, or three. What about Mount Rushmore of college basketball players? We haven't done that. We haven't done that. It's college basketball season. It's ramping up. Okay. Conference season's getting ready to start. Okay. Can you name your number like can you name four college basketball players that when you think college basketball this is who you think of? Um yours, not like the history cuz you don't have to yeah. put Kareem on there. Um well, I'm a Kentucky fan as you kind of are. So I'm going to put Anthony <laughs> Davis. Thank you for that, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> kind of, sure. <laughs> Anthony Davis would be the number one on my list because Is he I- your number one Kentucky guy? Probably yeah, because I thought you were going to say Kyle Macy. No, I'm not that old. Ah, um, I, did, yeah. I did try to emulate his free throw shooting. Yeah. About um, Mashburn? No? Oh, Richie Mashburn. Farmer? Well, the, the, I'm just I'm starting oh, okay. off number okay. one. Okay, sorry, sorry. Anthony Davis would be number one just because we don't win a 2012 title without him. And 
he can do anything. And, you know, he took the, you know, this has been talked about before, but he took the fifth most amount of shots on that team. Yeah. And was MVP and won all these awards. And um, I think, although he's kind of buried in New Orleans, the Pelicans right now, yeah. he's one of the best players in the world. And, you know, too bad we don't get to see him deep in the playoffs or everybody would think that. But he's my number one. He only played one year of college, though. True. Um, Stacy Ogman, <laughs> the plastic man. Yeah. The UNL, UNLV teams of those early 90s. I wanted to be Stacy Ogman. I wanted to be a 3 and D dude that could play a couple different positions. I wanted to be Stacy Ogman when yeah. I was a kid, which is crazy for a kid in the middle of Kentucky. But yeah. I wanted to be him. That's a good one. All right. I'm going to go kind of the same era a little earlier. I'm going to go Dominique Wilkins. If Dominique Wilkins existed in today's NBA, his highlight reel, his Twitter, his, I don't yeah. know, videos would be amazing. He was the best. He was probably the best dunker ever, even though Michael Jordan yeah. kind of has that title. Mm-hmm. I think Dominique Wilkins is a much better dunker. If you go back and look, with there was a famous dunk contest. I think it was like... No, the Jordan rigged, right? Yeah, the Jordan rigged. In Chicago. Yeah. That was the late 80s. I don't remember the year. 87, 88. But Dominique Wilkins played at Georgia. So I'll give a little shout out to Georgia. Yeah. Uh, man, I used to try to, I, I used to take like a seven foot goal and try to dump like Dominique Wilkins. Uh, Patrick Ewing is yeah. my next one. Oh. Uh, unbelievable defense. Look at that Georgetown team. A lot of lost potential on that. There was that title game where he blocked like the first six shots and even got like three goaltending calls just to like set the, yeah. like this is what we're going to do. This is, you're not going to be able to shoot these close shots with against us. Patrick Ewing's on my list. You got number three? I can't believe you picked Patrick Ewing because of they beat Kentucky in the 84. Yeah. Well, this is why you're only somewhat of a Kentucky yeah, thank fan. You. Thank you. <laughs> um, next, I don't know who I'd pick. You think about that era? It might be Jamal Mashburn. Yeah. Because he brought Kentucky back. They were on probation, and he was the first kind of big recruit in the Patino era, and just an amazing player. And um, had a great NBA career as well. Could do anything. Um, Love Jamal Mashburn. Uh, David West. Xavier. Oh, Xavier guy. National Player of the Year, 2003. Uh, best local basketball player of the last 50 years, going back to Oscar Robertson properly. Oh, yeah. And he was just unbelievable. He kind of put Xavier on the map and all that. Um. Let's see. Are we doing our last one? Is that three or four? Uh, that's three. Give me one more. One more. Let's do something more recent. Um, Carl Anthony Towns. Really? Yeah. All right. Big Carl Anthony Towns fan. He's another player that should be higher regarded than he is. He's kind of stuck in Minnesota. Um, really good dude. And he, if you're a Kentucky fan, you kind of followed his career a lot earlier than college because – Calipari coached him before that because he's on the Dominican Republic national team and right. somehow Calipari huh. coached weird. him. Weird. Yeah, huh. a little weird, huh? Um, good guy, really smart guy, kind of a nerd, which is why I think that he sometimes can be questioned in the locker room with like the whole Butler incident. And yeah. Stuff. But um, big, huge fan of his. And, like he's just a good guy. Like he's a big charity guy and gets back a lot. Do you have a fourth? I was torn between two people. I'll mention them both um, because to me – I think you're most into basketball between the ages of 8 and 12. Yeah. Probably. And like 92, 93. Oh. Shaq 
at LSU was the first time, like, I remember my dad saying, hey, you've got to watch this guy outside of, like, the Kentucky guys that, like, he was watching. Yeah. Like, you've got to see this guy play. And uh, Calbert Chaney from IU. Well, <laughs> same era. Like, I, I look back at, like, that 92 draft when it's, like, Shaq and Zoe and Leitner and Chaney. And, I mean. Calbert Chaney was 93. And I know that because player of the year that year he was player of the year and he beat Jamal yeah. Mashburn, which he was wrong. Right, Cumberland um, <laughs> is a great player, but he was not Jamal Mashburn. <laughs> but Shaq was a freak of nature. Yeah, in college, like yeah, that was crazy. I loved watching those LSU teams. They had a lot of they had Chris oh, Jackson man. on those teams. Oh yeah, like nineteen ninety two All SEC team was oh, my gosh. Shaq, Chris Jackson, uh, Todd Day from Arkansas. Yeah, uh, Mayberry from Arkansas. Lee Mayberry, that can shoot. yeah. Um, and then you had Mashburn and Travis Ford and all yep. those guys from Kentucky. Yep. I'm, man, what are we doing? We're just this is just me and you right now. Let's just get the VCR. There's no one else out there that is like. <laughs> I wonder who the All SEC team was in 1992. Yeah, we've lost some listeners. Eh, whatever. We gonna go Big East? No. Anyway, um, let's talk about what we've got coming up. So our next two episodes that we're just gonna re- like it'll just be us at the beginning talking about like what we got from. They're gonna be best of episodes. Each one of them will have two interviews that we did. Um, what we thought were kind of the best interviews that we did for the year, the ones that really like impacted us the most. Um, so taste tuned for those. Those will be coming up as we end out the year. Um, conference season coming up. Next first conference of the year is SampleCon, February 11th through 13th in Austin, Texas. You will find Mary Draper, Brian Lamar, Amy Carley, and me, Adam Jolly, in Austin, Texas the, that week. Um, super excited about it. Super excited. I booked my trip. I'm going two days early. You are? You're going to the weekend? I'm going Saturday. Taking the wife. You are? Yeah, we're going to run around. She's never been to Austin, and I really, I mean, we went there last year, but I really didn't get to experience go, Austin yeah. much. Yeah. So we're going to go have some fun in Austin. Maybe go see Austin City Limits, go see hey. the Capitol, go see, uh, you know, okay. sneak into the football stadium or something. We'll yeah. See. I th- that's not going to football stadium. <laughs> uh, I might go a day early. Uh, yeah. My best friend lives pretty close, so uh, he might meet me in Austin just hang out. So it should be fun. Um, other than that, anything else you want to talk about in the year? No. Feels like a pretty good year, right? I think this was a good year for market research, yeah. Yeah. Good year for EMI. Good year for me. Good year for you. Yeah. Decent year. There'll be a press release coming out soon. We'll see. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. Play my cards right. I still got a while. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, That'll do it for episode 38 of IntelliCast. As always, you can reach us at IntelliCast at EMI-RS.com. EMI underscore research on Twitter. IntelliCast1 on Twitter. And my own personal Twitter, Adam Jolly. Brian, thank you so much for this year. Thank you. I'm really excited for next year, too. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.